Hello everyone and welcome back for some more freshly brewed drag tea. Today I have with me a fabulous drag race legend whose campy and endearing personality made us fall in love with her when she competed on season two, All Stars 1 and All Stars 6 of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm super excited for you all to get to know her better and learn more about her amazing journey in drag. We'll of course be talking all things Drag Race and I'll be asking some of the amazing questions that you all sent in. Please join me in welcoming the Drag Race icon and the star of the new show, The Dish, the sensational Pandora Box. Oh my God, the crowd goes wild. Thank you. Uh, it, It was a very flattering intro and I appreciate that. I think it's very fitting for someone of your stature. Well, also you said nice things about me being on All Stars 1, which I was like, all right, well, thank you. (laughs) But I I, I appreciate it. I am fascinated by All Stars 1. Like, we'll get into it, but I am so fascinated by All Stars 1. (laughs) I spoke the name out loud, and we all agreed. (laughs) We haven't... Uh, uh, an unspoken agreement to never talk about All Stars 1, everyone that was on All Stars 1. <laughs> well, I hope we can break that for this interview because I think my audience, I think All Stars <laughs> 1 is one of those seasons that it was a bit chaotic and stuff, but I, I think it was really fascinating. So I'd love to hear your insight. We can obviously sort of get into that a little bit later, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, mean I, 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 I opened the Pandora's box on it already, so... You can't I did it that now. I can't. I can't. I I, I can't. I can't do it because I, I I did it to myself. <laughs> I love the <laughs> accent. <laughs> I know it's it's. <laughs> I, I I absolutely love uh, the British accent, and I could be I, sometimes good, sometimes real bad. <laughs> so I won't do it anymore. We've seen some good ones, and we've seen some bad ones on Drag Race, so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I did a UK, one of the Battle of the Seasons tour, and I thought it would be a good idea to do Bubble from Amphab, and it was terrible. Because I love the show, I love her, I just was not getting the accent. And it's also like, don't ever do a character, I guess. And I could just feel myself bombing, <laughs> like, Fuck. Just it's, stop. It's hard. It's I was hard. like, man, I should just, I just should run off the stage right now and leave. And well, no, I think I can only imagine that you sold it because we all love your like campiness. You're always so fun and everything, and I think you've shown that over the you know three seasons yeah. we've seen of you, and obviously your career in general. No, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I was like, I realized that the crowd was so much younger, so they didn't really know Absolute Fabulous as, as much as I do and as much as I loved it. And it was, yeah, it was just like, should I just die? Like, should I just make a heart attack on here? Which is also like in All Star 6, where I was like, I just, I think I should just die. I think I should just pass out, fall on the floor. And pass, but I was like, it is very hard concrete, <laughs> and I think I'm really gonna injure myself if I do it. Well, we're very glad you didn't. Um, although I'm sure you would have found another way to show your fabulousness and steal the limelight as you always do. Um, 
So I'd love to sort of, obviously we've, we've, we've sort of said about drag race and everything. Um, yeah. I'd love if we could sort of start first with how you got into drag. So I'm sure a lot of people would love to sort of hear about where that came from and where Pandora Box comes from. Well, if anyone is to blame, it's uh, my friend Darian Lake, because she's the reason. So no, anyone that doesn't like me, you can blame her. That's it. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what drag was. Any kind of drag thing was kind of made fun of on television and anything. And uh, I met Darian Lake uh, out of drag, and my boyfriend at the time roll my eyes, uh, introduced me. And uh, what people don't, some people don't know is that Darien Lake was the name of an amusement park near Rochester, New York. And um, it, so sometimes like people lose that reference. And so uh, I met her, I thought, oh God, she, I thought it was a lesbian. I don't know, <laughs> oh God, did I say it? I just thought she was a lesbian. I didn't know. I'm just very new. And my boyfriend was like, this is Darian Lake. And I'm like, that is so mean. Like, why did they have, why this big girl, they gave her a nickname after a theme park? Like, that's horrible. Then I saw her perform and I went, wait, she's lip syncing songs and people are giving her money. I do this in my bedroom. This is what I want to do. I want to, I need to do this right now. So that's the start of it all. And, that, that's uh, an interesting bad, story. Bad makeup or no makeup, <laughs> really. I, I've seen some pictures, I was like, oh, well. And in Rochester, New York, where I started, there were two wig shops in town and the only place you could get wigs. Uh, one would charge you double because they ripped off every drink. And the other one, they were very nice, but they really didn't have any blonde wigs. No, it was interesting to hear. And I obviously like Darian Lake. I mean, obviously I, she was on Drag Race, but she is a legend as well. Like, I loved her. She was so fun. And it's always interesting to hear that she was part of um, sort of your journey into drag and the reason you kind of got into it. Yeah, I mean, she is the, the she is the reason. And then we became roommates. We used to tell people lovers because it just made people giggle. Um, but no, yeah, we lived together. She would do like my eye makeup for a long time until she started doing it like this, making that face. And I'm like, I should learn how to do my own makeup. Which at the time is very like, it was very much about uh, female impersonation, not really drag. Yeah, I guess drag has really evolved and it's kind of, become something quite different to what maybe originally the idea of it was or what people's perception of it was yeah I mean I think it was always there the, the difference but me getting into the scene it was very much about pageants like if you didn't enter a pageant if you didn't do this nobody knew who you were and it was very about female presenting and um yeah so and I I was fine. I like that. I did it. I did many pageants. I won a lot of pageants, which people are always like, well, you did it. Yeah, I did it. Um, and then there was a queen, uh, Ambrosia Salad, who lived in Rochester. And she did kind of crazy makeup. Well, crazy, like not that crazy, but it was like just wild kind of makeup. And she was more like a 
drag queen, like, like had a little essence of divine and, and different things. And people loved her. And it was great. It was great for me to see a different form of drag. And I remember telling her too, I was like, God, I wish I had, I wish I did that kind of drag. <laughs> now I'm always worried about my weight and uh, how pretty I look and that straight guy wants to f- me in the audience. <laughs> well, you look fabulous. That's all I can say. You always do. Um, interesting to hear kind of like that, that part of it. And um, one, because also someone else from Ron- Rochester, I believe, is Mrs. Kasha Davis. I'm kidding. <laughs> she no, she is, but Kasha moved there. Uh, I don't remember what she wasn't there when I first started doing drag. She had she lived in Scranton. She was married to a woman. Like she her story is her backstory is very good. Uh, but I was a bartender at a bar, and that's when I first met Kasha before she started doing drag. And then she started doing drag and uh, and I did like this little, I, I went back to college and I did a like a, a sketch comedy show because this professor liked me and I did really well in his class, like a video editing class. And uh, he offered me an independent study. He's like, well, what would you want to do? I'm like, I want to create a sketch comedy show. So I did. And I used Kasha in it and because uh, <laughs> she would post these recipes online, like she would write them and I read them and I was like, this needs to be a video. And so we made a video called Kasha's Balls of Love. <laughs> That's what it was called. And it was just her recipe of doing it. And, you know, at, at the time she was drinking so, you know, the whole thing is that she's getting drunk. She's like a housewife and she's making terrible recipes and uh, still funny. But, you know, now she is, is sober, which is great. And, and for several years and, and it's still funny because you know, sometimes I'm like, am I funny if I'm not drinking? But, <laughs> but yeah, we became really good friends and did those videos together. And then I made a, um, a short movie about her. Called Mrs. Kasha Davis, Life of an International Celebrity Housewife. Because she always makes a joke on international, because I did that one game in Canada. I just love the character of Kasha, and I really felt like I could play into this and I could make a faux documentary about it, and it would be really funny. And also just do it with all my friends and, and make this. And, and we did, and it was fun. You know, no, I love Kasha. I, I actually interviewed her on my channel not that long ago and she talked about you and Dairy and saying that like that's how she kind of got involved and she talked about the show that you did and the recipes and I, I watched a few of the clips. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, because she kind of like, she was always like, I don't know. When you're locally famous, I guess I can say it. Like, and just known and I had done drive for so long and we had worked at a club called Club Marcella in Rochester and uh it was it was the first time in Rochester where there was a set cast they did a lot of advertising we got a lot of like uh heterosexuals in there because uh, we knew that they would be more amazed by it and, and really like love it and so we did it and on a Sunday night 
we would get like 500, like 600 or more people. There would be lines out the door to come see the show because it's Rochester. They hadn't, they didn't know what it was. They were like, this is amazing. We want to come. Everybody's having a good time. Uh, our faces were on like a billboard outside the club. And um, so, yeah, it was kind of, it was fun. And, and when Kasha moved there, that's what she saw. And she's like, oh yeah, I want to do that. It's a really cool story. And I, I really like all of you. I think you all have this like campy, funny, old, like kind of like, old school I don't mean old but just old school style of drag like that's my side I, I love that hey, bye. <laughs> no I'm kidding no you're not old you look amazing I, I am old but it's fine uh no I I um I think it's a great testament to the drag in Rochester New York that there are three drag queens that were on RuPaul's Drag Race who are from Rochester New York like this small little like City in Western New York, like there's three drag queens from that are on it. So three legendary drag queens. Well, I you know, I don't yes. You said <laughs> it. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> well, speaking of drag race, I mean, one of the things obviously I think my audience will probably best know you from drag race. And obviously you appeared on three seasons, um, the first yep. being season two. Um, oh, so I was wondering if yeah. you could sort of tell us a bit about how you got involved with Drag Race, because obviously you were on the second season, so at the, the time the show wasn't like really that big, as, as big as it is now. So I'm kind of interested to hear how that kind of came about. Well, I was working at a TV station in Rochester, New York, editing videos and commercials and doing all that. Um, there's a lot of downtime, especially anyone that edits videos, especially then, because it's like a decade ago, like a rendering process is a long, it was a long time. So you sit and you do it and you're working with high, uh, I can't even think, high end like footage, like, so it, it takes a while. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm surfing, uh, surfing, God, now I sound really old, I'm surfing the area. Um, no, and it came up, somewhere where I saw RuPaul had a new show. Big fan of RuPaul, loved her. And it was a reality competition show with drag queens. And I went, yes. And I read it, I, I, I saw the post and I said, I'm supposed, I mean, I'm, I really did think in my heart, I'm supposed to be on this. And so I did, they had like a lot of online audition thing, like audition things too. And so I did like a lot of the online videos and posted things. And then I didn't clearly get on season one. So I watched it and I hated it only because I was bitter. And then I, I watched it and I was like, no, I, I, they, they have to get, this is great. This is amazing. I hope that it gets a season two. And when I got a season two, I'm like, I, um getting on this show and so i made a really good audition video and i always hate i don't know i hate talking good about myself i feel like i'm bragging or having like a huge ego but uh the casting company when we were at the premiere party here in la two people from the casting company came up individually and told me that my audition video was the 
best audition video that they had ever seen for any show they ever cast. And I was like, yeah, because I knew what I was doing. And I was like, I know what they want to see. And I know how to edit videos and make a thing. And I'm getting on this goddamn show. <laughs> and I did. And I, yeah, and it was, it's a, uh, it's a process because you do a lot of phone interviews, you do a lot of things. And, uh, you know, Kasha was very, Kasha was very frustrated because Kasha tried many, tried many years to get on it and couldn't really, uh, didn't till like, I think season seven. But I, I, my advice to her too was I was like, just so you know, every time you're on a phone call, every time you're there, that's part of the process. Because she did say at one point, she did an interview and she was like, oh God, I just wasn't into it. I don't know what was going on with her or whatever. And I think that's part of it. Like it's literally like you're every, every single phone call you make. Like everything is part of this audition process. So. And I also, I, am I rambling? I remember driving to work and I had like this nine to five job, which I dragged in Rochester, wasn't really going anywhere. And I, I went back to school, I got a degree. I, I was working at a TV station. And then I was like, God, you know what? Nine to five is just not, I'm just not feeling this. <laughs> And when the show came up, I was like, oh, this is, this is it. I think this is, I think this is the key here. And then, uh, you know, season one didn't happen. And then season two, I was like, I remember turning down. I was taking a, a left turn. I'm sitting at this light. And I said to myself, what is the plan B if, you know, this doesn't work out? Because I was like, I really am going to have to stop doing drag at this point because it's just not not fun it's not going anywhere there's not a lot of shows um and I sat there and the light turned green and I said there is no plan b I turned down the road uh yeah and then shortly after I, I started getting calls for drivers. wow so you had an epiphany at a traffic light that's quite cool <laughs> I did like it really like it always I will never forget it because I really was like no no, I don't need a plan B. Well, I mean, you proved that because, I mean, you walked in the door season two and I actually did um, a fun fact about this on my Instagram once, but you, like, you coined the first ever, like, entrance line. You were the one that first started that. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's your Instagram that I saw. I didn't know that I actually was. Uh, I, I was, like, second to last to go into the room. Um, and also you could go back and watch, they play like circus music when I come in. Hey, fake lady! <laughs> I'm Pandora Box and I'm 30 years old. Hey girls! Hi. I'm Jujubee. I'm Pandora. Because everybody literally looks like a woman that works at Mac and I come in and I'm like, hey, fake ladies. And I'm wearing like a pink tutu and I look around, I'm like, oh God, okay. So I knew comedy would be my in to get in the show, but I'm like, oh no, I'm the clown. Because <laughs> everyone else is just like this real woman. We're all real women. Uh, God. Yeah, and I was like, all right, fine. It's very 
female impersonator this time because season one had such a uh, an interesting mixture of of queens. Season two, everybody was very female impersonator. Like everyone looked like a woman, and which was intentional because they knew that that was the way to get the mainstream audience. If they looked like women, it's kind of like it goes back to old. In uh, Maury Povich shows were like, that's a man, Maury. I don't know if you know Maury. Like, it's very old 90s, but it's kind of like that. They wanted to reach a broader audience, and they knew that that was the way to do it. And, and then the person that went after me walked in and went, hi. And I went, well, I thought I said, because I wasn't going to say it. I didn't, I don't know. I was just like, I was really thinking, I'm like, should I say it? Should I not? They said to walk in and make a big entrance. And I had a show uh, in Rochester for a while called Fake Ladies Live, which to me was the funniest. Like, I love that name. Like, it was just kind of fun, which is why I said, hey, 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 fake ladies. I mean, it was cool. It made you memorable. And like you said, they did kind of, I guess, paint you as like the comedy queen or clan, however you want to call it. But I think you lived up to like the comedy reputation and lots of people in the the questions for you, my subscribers kind of said that you paved the way for other comedy queens. You were probably the first real comedy queen to be on the show because obviously in season one, there were some funny queens, but not necessarily like full comedy in that sense. Whereas you were very much like funny, very charismatic. And then I think your snatch game proved that you really had the chops to do that. I mean, I still lost that challenge, which uh, even on All-Star 6, I don't even know if that actually was shown. But RuPaul said to me, well, you won the first Snatch Game ever. And I went, no, I did not, RuPaul. <laughs> like, what? I was like, I didn't win the first. Well, you basically won. Like, everyone thinks you won, so you won. And I was like, no, you chose the winner. I did not win that challenge. But I, it was crazy that even RuPaul thought I won the challenge on her own show. Well, someone, one of the, the subscriber questions, I was actually going to ask you later, but I'll ask you it now. Someone, someone okay. said basically like, you know, the Mandela effect it's called. They said, <laughs> they said like, what's your thoughts on the Mandela effect that everyone thinks that you won Snatch Game season two when you didn't because it was Tatiana that won with Britney Spears. But like, well, what did it feel like? <laughs> oh no, I, I can tell you exactly what I felt like because I definitely did not win. And I was really And uh, not that Tatiana, like her Britney was amazing. Her Britney was really good. And when I'm in there, I was like this and also her and I were really, like, we were close. Like, we, like, at this point, we could hang out at the hotel room. She'd always be like, let's go to the bar. I was like, or oh, we have to be on set at, like, eight. I'm like, you're, like, 21, and I'm not. And she'd get a Long Island, and I'd hang out and get a drink. And we were really, we were really close on the show. And um, so I, but competition and she would, but she was being really, really funny. And I'm like, this is it. She's the one, she's the one that I'm competing with right now. This is, this is where it's happening. But the only reason I was is because the week before they had told me 
you didn't win because of your runway. Basically, that's what they told me. Like, they, they loved me in the country challenge and the commercial. Uh, they didn't really like my runway. So I didn't win that challenge. So the next week, cut to doing, or, you know, the next day, because it's not weeks, but uh, we're doing the snatch game. And, you know, I don't know if anyone else, but maybe me and Raven, maybe Morgan knew what, which, no, she wasn't even there. Never mind. Or was she there? I don't know. Uh, most people didn't even know what this snatch game actually was. And I was like, oh, I know what this is. Um, I didn't bring anything Carol Channing. I had made these stupid little skits for that uh, public access TV show I did. And I didn't bring anything because I'm like, I'm not going to really do Carol Channing. But there's PAs that were working on the set. And they were like, you should do Carol Channing because everyone really loves it. We've seen those. Like, everyone, you should do it. I was like, all right, how do I, how do, I do it? And uh, the promo wig that I wore, like in all the whole block where I was trying to be Michelle Pfeiffer and Cool Rider. And uh, it's that wig. I, I ripped out the black pieces in it and I teased it up. And I, I'm not really great at doing wigs, but I, I got it. I made a dress. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do Carol. And uh, to Carol, I loved it. Uh, so many people in that first snatch game were really terrible. And um, yeah, and I, I was not. And also when I was being funny, everyone stepped their pussy up. Like everyone started to really focus because I was like, no, I, I know, I know what I'm doing. Except though my first answer, I said like turkey legs or something. And I was like, no just do not answer any of these questions remotely right just think of the most random things you can think of and that's there that's the key that is the key and then i i wore this dress and merle was like oh where have you been hiding this like just raved about it and i even i think another person i never will want to say his name out loud i think he even liked the outfit they all, like, they loved my outfit, they loved my snatch game, and then I didn't win, even though <laughs> the week before, I was told if I had a better runway, I would have won. And they also hated Tatiana's runway. Ripped her apart for it, thought it looked cheap, or whatever they said. And so that's why I was like, that's why I was mad, because I was literally sold a lie. Uh, not that, but also it was always like, I can't, I don't really want to go, oh, I should have won because I love Tatiana and she did do a great job and I don't ever want to take anybody's win away from them, but yeah, it was a little, uh, hypocritical. Well, I think, I mean, I guess in the end of the day, if people think that you won, then maybe that's kind of, you know, the ultimate. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, you know what, you won the war. <laughs> Yes, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But but what the funny thing is that some, I don't know, there's always these like drag facts or these these uh, accounts coming up about drag facts and all this. Somebody wrote Pandora Box, uh, whatever, how many times it was in, never won a maxi challenge. Like that was just my tagline. <laughs> and I went, so I, I wrote, I was like, from now on, my name shall be Pandora, in quotes, never won a maxi challenge, box. 
it is crazy that you didn't win that because I mean that Carol Channing like even if you don't really know much about Carol Channing like you just have to know that she's this like kooky older lady or whatever but like the bit where you were like raspberries like that just lives in my head forever like it just you were so out of it like in character it was so good like I think that that lives up to this day even you know we've had so many snatch games you could take that and put it in any snatch game and it would still be high I mean, I can't, uh, yeah, I'm like, the amount of times I've had to say that, <laughs> when people meet me and they're like, can you say that? I'm like, no. Uh, yeah, but uh, it, uh, it just, it does make me think of a, um, I, uh, I, I did a Kickstarter for an album. It got funded. I've been working slowly on it. There is a song on it called raspberries. <laughs> well, you've got to you've got to go with what you know your your brand, I suppose, and what you're known for. Well, I, I I didn't want to, but I kind of was like, I feel like I I feel like people will respond well, and I, it it's funny. I'm working with this producer, and he kind of I gave him the idea, and he sent it back, and I'm like, okay, this is actually this this is good. This will pay homage to it. It will be good and. You know, I kind of like, I don't know. Also, it's like when you're working on something, you don't know what's going to go in there. But I really, that one's so good. I think it will definitely make it on there. Well, no, it was a great moment. And I think, like, I mean, you had like a really interesting run on season two. And one of the things, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. One of the things I actually wanted to ask you about season two, because it was such an interesting season. But um, in the re- at the reunion, um, the guy who you did not want to name, Santino, um sort of he had criticized you quite heavily for your looks right and then he and then he said he really liked your look at the reunion which was really cool um I just sort of wondered on the show you did kind of talk about that you didn't appreciate his sort of comments but I was sort of wondering do you look back and have you changed your opinion on that at all or do you still think that he was sort of too harsh and everything no he was an asshole he literally said, I don't like your style early on. And I'm like, well, what, what do I do with that? He was very mean to me. <laughs> he was mean to me on All Stars 1. Uh, he also did this interview with some, I don't remember when it came out. He and went on like a couple pages uh, rant about why they could absolutely not let me win, uh, how bad my style was. And so after I read that, I went, okay, there is like, you know, doing it for the camera. And I saw him at one of the premiere parties. It's like, well, you know why? Like, it's like, I'm like, mm, sure. And uh, yeah, but it was this article that I read that I really was like, he laid into me. And I'm like, okay. Then he blocked me on Twitter at one point. Uh, then didn't. But now he's kind of like a little crazy. Uh, so... Yeah, I, 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 yeah, he was, he was, he was terrible. He made me feel horrible and uh, did not relent. Maybe said a couple nice things, but yeah, I'm glad he's not a judge anymore. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's interesting to hear because like we did see a little bit of that in the reunion, but it's interesting sort of to hear because obviously I'm sure in, there are some things about season two that maybe you've changed your opinion slightly on now compared to when you were in the moment back then. But I did think, yeah, looking at it, I thought he was always quite harsh about your style, especially because 
I think maybe compared to nowadays, you know, like the runways have like elevated a lot, but I'm like, well, you were doing just as well as everyone else and they weren't getting criticized. Well, here's the thing. Like there was like someone that wore like a literally cheap spandex dress with a couple gold chains put on it and they were raving about it and it looked cheap and they were ripping me apart. I mean, it's also at a time where you could, you could not get a lace front wig. Like, unless you're spending thousands of dollars, uh, you couldn't, there's very limited, like now there's like a whole industry around driver. Like you can get wigs, you can get lace front wigs, you can get costumes made from everybody. And I was just in Rochester, I made costumes, I can make them. I, I think actually that was my mistake of saying <laughs> that I can sew <clears throat> because I'm not a seamstress. I can, I can get an outfit done, but I'm not like, you know, amazing at it. And I think that was held again. I don't know. They were trying to find something. I will just say that uh, when I was doing RuPaul's Drag U, I did three seasons of that. <clears throat> when I was, we were first shooting RuPaul's Drag Race season one, it was when season two of Drag Race was playing. So in my head, I'm like, well, I'm on another show. I don't care. And when I got the call to be on the show, like, we want you to come and help style women. And I just I literally laughed at them. <laughs> it's like the queen that you literally ripped apart for everything and fashion wise is uh, you want to help style women? Yeah, I'm there. Fine. I'm good. Sign up. But when I got eliminated and I was on the set of, uh, you know, backstage shooting Drag You and, uh, Someone affiliated with Drag Race, very high up, I was like, oh, I'm getting so much hate mail from your elimination. And I went, good. And he looked at me, he said, well, it worked. And I went, so how do I say it? Uh, there's a certain position in Drag Race uh, where people get eliminated around the same uh, place that they've set up for everyone to really like and then they go, bye! Yeah. That was me saying that was me saying things without really saying them, right? Like I'm trying to be a little coy. I know. But, it, but I'm sorry, but fans watch the show and they know they get it. There is a position and then that queen usually wins Miss Congeniality, which I was very excited, like it, that did mean a lot to me because the fans really like revolted and uh, Entertainment Weekly put me in their magazine on their bullseye chart and said, in our hearts, you won Drag Race. And so it was like this, because I will tell you when I left, I thought I had killed my drag career. Like I was like, oh God, I'm done. Because I'd gotten so much negative criticism and I just was feeling like, I, I think I, I think I ruined it. Like, I think like I am going to look terrible. And then, then uh, all the amazing fans were like, like supportive and entertainment weekly said, uh, under a box is the Susan Lucci of drag race, which actually was my line because I said it to RuPaul. I said, I feel like I'm the Susan Lucci of drag race. And then when I'm on the runway, she says, Pandora box, you're the Susan Lucci of drag race. I'm like, Oh my God, they just took my line. 
so no, it was really, it was amazing. And I feel like it really, in hindsight, it gave me a good group of people that have supported me for, I don't have to say it out loud, like 12 years now, because it aired in 2010. We shot it in 2009. It's crazy that it's been so long, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't realize at the time that I, I was the underdog. I was cast as the underdog. No, you were like in, in but I, I can see why you were so beloved. And like, I think it's interesting what you said about that Drag Race kind of, it's, it's a TV show at the end of the day. They're going to, they want to build people up to a point and then they might chuck them out of the competition because they know it's going to get people riled up and watch the show and have an opinion. And you were that. Yeah. And one of the things I guess that that helped also was, so for spinning on a bit to All Stars 1, which we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, which I, I, I'm fascinated by, um, they did it, yeah. they cast it by effectively like fan vote. And if I'm not mistaken you were really high up maybe you were second on the list in terms of the fan votes I believe well all right if we want the real tea on it all because this is a show right um I can tell you uh I was number one in the vote for almost the entire run of it and I didn't even know there was a vote we were doing we did like these drag race cruises and I was in uh Sharon Needles in Alaska's room uh, because I actually helped shoot Alaska's audition video for season five. So I was like, hey, I have a, like, I can shoot, I can help you, like, I'll do it. So we're there and we had the, all had the same manager at the time. And um, he had called the room and he was talking to Sharon and he said, they're doing this vote online for like all stars and who does, who needs to be on it. And she's like, you're first, you're first in this, like you're first in this vote. And I went, what? Huh? Oh. And I was first for a very long time. And then it was when season four was airing. And when Sharon got mega popular, she, she took, she took over. She, she moved over into the first place position. Uh, but, and I'll say it because people were mean to me about it, but, um, the thing is that I was already contacted by them at some point and I was already on the show that I had to say that, you know, we just have to go with these votes and, and but I, I, I was already cast on the show without the vote. But then they had Sharon make this video that said, oh, I'm going to pass it off to Pandora. And I was like, that sounds horrible. It sounds like that's the only reason I made it on the show when I already know I'm on the show, like, couldn't you just say, I'm not going, I'm going to step out because I just won. And I was really mad because I was like, well, now it's, you know how this, this is going to look for me. Like, it's just like, oh, well, you should be very grateful because Sharon like, gave me the spot. That's not how television works. That's not how television works. That's not how voting works. That's not how anything works. Like, it's just like, but then I think, it was very flattering for people to be voting and voting for me. Like, like I was in that position for so long and I was very, very flattered and thankful that people were still mad and heated about my elimination that, that they would vote me on. And, and then I wish I had not even gone on the show. 
<laughs> well, I mean, like you said, I, I I wasn't surprised when you got cast on All Stars One because I think you were really memorable in your season and you were really like the the snatch game I think helped a lot, but also you were really funny and you were very likable, I thought. So I wasn't surprised when but I did think when when they kind of phrased it in like, oh, I'm passing it off to Pandora, I was like, well, Pandora deserved it anyway, but that's a separate story. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I was, I was really, I was really mad about that. <clears throat> and it's I not like, not, not mad at her. I was just like, that's what they had her say. I just was like, yeah, yeah, no, not happy. <laughs> No, I can understand. And um, so going on to All Stars 1, you kind of said you kind of regret doing it a little bit. I actually wanted to ask about this because I feel like All Stars 1 has a really <laughs> weird reputation among fans because a lot of, I think a lot of people hate it for because of the pairs and the teams or whatever you call it, but they liked the actual cast. Like, I thought it was an incredible cast. Everyone was really talented, like so much drama, so much like intrigue, but the teams was a weird thing. What was your thoughts on that because obviously you were paired with Mimi I mean a hundred percent it was an amazing cast I mean Mimi was a bit of a shocker uh but they needed somebody to go on the cast that was a surprise like oh a wild card I guess um I had worked with Mimi before I'm good she can she's a little much but like I was like I'm not it wasn't her like I'm not it was just um, when it came down to being pairs, I was like, okay, she was like 11th place or something and had a really controversial exit. Uh, they clearly never let me win a maxi challenge. I'm com- like, am I coming back as an underdog? <clears throat> I, cause I didn't want to come, like, I was like, I'm not coming back as an underdog. I'm coming back as somebody that the fans really liked and really wanted me here. And when we got paired together, it was just that. It just was crushing because I was like, we're the underdog team. We're the team that, is, yeah, we're going to have to really fight for it. And uh, um, Mimi is not always the easiest person to work with, but I felt like we, we can do this. We, can, we got it. And um, we had known each other before, like, we had work together. So I was like, I, I can get it. I just, it was more the, the underdog thing where I felt like we weren't going to get a fair chance. I also knew there was only six episodes. So I was like, as soon as all these queens walked out, I was like, some shit's going down and I don't know what's happening, but something's going down. Um, I will say that when I did All-Star 6, RuPaul said to me, we will never do teams again. Uh, and I think I realized there, because I don't think that it really, it, it was unfair for us to uh, get all like 18, 17 outfits together, spend this money. Um, and then they didn't even use most of those outfits because it's all team and all pairing. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was kind of, it was, it, it uh, clearly, you watch it. Uh, my spirit and my, like, I, I was done. <laughs> like, I literally was like, and I, I wanted to leave. Like, I literally was like, I'm going to, when we went back to the hotel that night, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go. I just don't feel like this is fair. And, um, 
And again, the biggest thing with Mimi was just her controversial exit and uh, that, that, you know, it wasn't that I didn't think we could work together. It, it was more that, like, I felt like we were at an unfair advantage from the beginning. She was trying to do my makeup and uh, just was not listening. <laughs> and so I, I took makeup and I went into the bathroom and, and put some on in the stall because I didn't know where the cameras were. If, if they had, I don't know if they were watching because there was a rule about you had to do each other's makeup. And I'm in the toilet dispenser in looking at it because it's silver, trying to like fix my lips and do things because she did a really bad job, a really bad job with my makeup. When I walked by Chad and Chanel, they went like this. So it was, it was bad. And then unfortunately that's when RuPaul came over and, and talked to us. And I was, and I, I said the one thing I really do, I regret saying, I regret my mood at that point for sure. And I said, I'm glutton for punishment. And I was like, I, I do, I, I, because I didn't, I didn't think about how that would make Mimi feel. And then, but we did talk about it. Also, I've never really fully watched it except when we had the premiere party and I got drunk. <laughs> we had little like handlers that were around us and every, every time I said something bitchy, I, I was like, I need a shot. So clearly I was drunk. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, this is a lot. This is, uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, I, 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 there's a couple, of, I regret that and I regret saying if I was alone, I would have won. Because I was also very heated and mad, and they they were coaxing me to say it, and I said it, and uh, yeah. In hindsight, it's like I just looks I just I'm so because <laughs> I was just so mad. I was mad about a lot of lot of the things, and uh, I guess my biggest regret though is in that uh, now iconic uh, fight in Untucked. Uh, which somebody just recreated on TikTok, but using like cartoon voices, like Mickey Mouse and and all this. And I was watching it and I was like, this is really, I was like, what is he doing? I feel like I know it. And I'm like, oh my God, you're recreating that scene. And I, I wish I had said something because I didn't say anything in that moment. I'm like, I wish I would have like jumped in and said something during that like moment. So, you know, I could be in these memes and uh, recreations. <laughs> in that moment in Untucked, like I was, I was gonna ask about that because it obviously is probably the iconic moment from All Stars 1. What was that like then? Obviously, because it was like, they call it Mimi versus everyone. That's like what people call it. What was it like? being there and sort of, I guess, cause she was your teammate. Did you feel sort of slightly responsible in any way? No, absolutely not. Uh, cause it was, it had nothing to do with me. I, uh, but it was awkward and it was tense. And you have to also remember that there's producers around you saying and, and coaxing you and, and, and encouraging things. And uh, I guess the only thing, one thing I do, I, I wish I would have just maybe sat next to Mimi or just said, don't go there. <laughs> because uh, 
they brought up the thing, but Alexis really gave her an out. Like Alexis really said, "All right, it's good." Like I don't, I don't know it by heart or what was. I know there that Alexis was kind of over it. Like she didn't, it didn't really matter. She brought it up, but something clicked in Mimi's head, and Mimi was just like, and there was no backing down after after that moment, and. Uh, yeah, well, uh, actually, actually, another regret is that when Chad yelled at me, which is bad, when, when Chad yells at me to go get my partner who had walked off the set, uh, that going outside in that terrible lighting. Because <laughs> at that point, I was like, oh, well, we're f-ing going home. Like, there's no doubt about it in my mind now. This has been too difficult. She walked off set. It's happening. And, um, yeah, so it, it it was very tense and I was very over it. Like I was very over all of it because I went out on stage and that judge that I don't like to say his name ripped me apart again. And I'm standing there and I'm like, why the f- am I subjecting myself to this? And I always, like I, for me, Sometimes when drag queens speak back to the judges and say things, they sound really, really bitchy and entitled. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to go. Because I'm But Michelle did say, Michelle asked me because we'd actually worked together and done tours and she actually knows me and could see something. And I said it, I was like, I just feel like I'm, I'm right back where I started and I, I don't know what else I said. But, and I also don't know what's in the show. Like, I just know, like literally have not watched the full episode and when, I will never watch it and will never watch it again. Uh, but you know, if somebody on TikTok wants to do like Mickey Mouse voices and all that and recreate the scene, I can watch the scene, but yeah, like, yeah, it just was a, it was a bad place. It was bad. Not also, I think for me too, it was like we had just done Drag You, we had just finished. I've been like traveling, touring. So I was like just mentally, physically exhausted. And then I have to go back in here and then down for a loop because it's teams and uh, just kind of over it. And, and then trying to struggle through. And, and, and get it done and, and do well. And uh, a lot of people said, hey, you gave up. And I was like, um, I uh, had my tongue in Mimi Ironfur's mouth during our photo shoot challenge. So we made out, like that's not giving up. That is going full force. Well, so, because I, I thought, yeah, you'd, you've seemed, I will say when I watched, I felt bad for you because you seemed why I couldn't tell whether it was because you didn't like Mimi or whether it was just you didn't like you felt bad about being in the teams but you did feel you did come across as being slightly resigned to the fact like in that in that sense which I can understand do you genuinely regret doing it like if you could go back in time would you not do it or do you still see it as like an opportunity that you're glad you did um well to say something else too it was not Mimi personally like we did get along it was her controversial nature and her being on the show and and it being a shock because someone else was supposed to be on the show and they were not 
uh, Willem. And uh, she was on. And so it was, yeah, it was more that. And then the team, I mean, the teams, no no one liked the teams. And I think, I think it's Alexis. Even, I think Alexis was like ready to walk out too. Like I, there, I think I saw an interview with her. I mean, none, no one was excited for the team. Also, it was just like, they were friends. They were really like, everybody knew Raven and Jujubee were gonna pick each other. Like, that's just gonna happen. So it's kind of like, it was that, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I totally regret it because I don't know if I, it's always, with things like this, if you say no, are they gonna ever ask you again? So it was kind of like that. It was just like, I was excited. I have to do it. I, I have to go, I have to do it. Um. So yeah, and then, it, you know, so I think it just was, I, I really loved all the queens on the show and it's a common shared horrible experience. <laughs> And, you know, like redoing All-Stars, I don't think if I, you know, had done All-Stars 1, maybe they wouldn't have had me back. And it's always that. So uh, I got a lot of hate for sure from it. Uh, and still sometimes do, randomly. Like you were a <laughs> I, I've been sent that many times about All-Stars 1 and I'm like, Nice to meet you too. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, uh, it happened, it's good, I moved on. I did, I wrote this whole article about it, about my experience and what I was feeling and uh, yeah, so it's good. Don't always love to talk about it, but we're good. I did bring up All-Stars 1. I did do this show, I just said this, I am doing a new one woman show called The Box That Rocks. Uh, and I just did it in Arlington Heights, Illinois. And uh, we did a little meet and greet before it. It was very awkward, like they really, it was awkward because we're just standing in a circle in fluorescent lighting. I'm like, wow, this is great. And I'm like, what do we do? My, I don't know, I'll take pictures, whatever. And, and one of the girls, her name is Heidi and she's like, I want to know how you felt about being paired with Mimi Ironverse on All Stars 1. And I went, is this how we're starting this entire night? Like, you're going to come for me right now with that? But she actually was lovely. She was in the front row and I kept making jokes about her and she really had a good time. And I was just like, how do you think I felt? You did not see it on my face. My face shows everything. You know how I felt. No, I thought you were, I thought it was, I, I see All Stars 1, like, yeah, the teams thing was stupid, but I can, you know, like, I, I see it for what it was. It was just like a fun show. They didn't quite know what they were doing. It was the first All Stars and it still gave all of the people a moment to shine. I think it it definitely kept your name at least a bit fresher than if you hadn't been on, maybe people wouldn't have remembered as much apart from the Snatch game. But one thing- yeah. That, I mean, that's a, that's a two, sorry. Uh, um, it is that it's like keeping your name fresh and actually genuinely being excited that they asked me to do the first ever All-Stars. Like I was, I think that's why I was more disappointed when it just felt like it was crashing in where it's just like, you know, it was kind of like a test run. They didn't have that many episodes. They were like, we need to put as many Queens in here as pops possible. Uh, 
as we've all told me, they will never do teams again. No, I like I said, I actually quite enjoyed it in a sort of weird way. But yeah, I guess for you, I can see why it was maybe slightly awkward being there and watching it back. Um, obviously, then spinning on again, you get onto All Stars Six. Um, one thing I actually am really interested in is when you. I feel like All Stars One and Season Two was very much in the early days of Drag Race, and then Season Six is basically the most recent normal all-stars, not all winners. Um, Did you see quite a big difference in the way that production was handling things and the whole experience between being on season two and all-stars one and then going on all-stars six? I mean, I guess the base, the basics are the same. It's much more streamlined. Like, you know, they, it's a machine. They know what they're doing. Uh, the, the biggest thing about All-Star 6 is that, which I don't know if people actually know. I mean, some of, some of these people know when we're shooting. We had to make sure that no one saw us when we were leaving the studio. Somebody figured out what hotel we were staying at at some point. Uh, I think that it, we shot it during the pandemic. Like, we shot it in 2020. Uh, you know, there was no vaccine. Uh, we had to do all these COVID rule things. We had one bubble, like we had people that were allowed to touch. It sounds weird, but we had some PAs that were allowed to touch us, which means like could zip us and, and, and they were in our immediate bubble. And there was an outside group of PAs that were not allowed to touch us, but could be around us. And it's so it was so weird. And it was also at a point where I had not been working for seven months or, or more or whatever time we, we started shooting because there were no jobs like drag queen had been declared a useless <laughs> job because there's nothing i got to do a couple digital shows but it was also i'm just like maybe i should practice walking in heels since i have not in months um so for me that was the biggest difference uh just you know in a, in a I was still in a weird mental state when we did All-Star 6. It was just like, it's a pandemic and I'm back on this show that I have not been back on in over a decade. And uh, and some of the queens were like, they were just like, yep, we're in it. Here's this. We're going to be loud. We're going to be this. And I'm just like, I, mm, yeah, I'm not there. I'm happy to be back. I'm excited. But it's also just like, this is a little overwhelming for me. I think because of the pandemic, because of not working or really being around people and to be back in a situation that the last time was not great. (laughs) No, I I can totally see that. It must've been really, I think that you did, I kind of felt that slightly when you came back, I did feel a bit like you you were slightly unsure of yourself and I kind of was like oh no like you're so good like <laughs> I was I was kind of I was rooting for you but I could see that you sort of was in my opinion you came across as being like a tiny bit unsure almost maybe 